Whether it's a pandemic, racial injustice, or spreading the gospel to unreached communities across North America through church planting, challenges and crises are opportunities for the church to make Jesus known and invite others into his kingdom. This episode of We Are Send Network is an excerpt from the May 21st virtual Send Network gathering, featuring Vance Pittman, senior pastor of Hope Church in Las Vegas. Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family, planting churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. In December of 2019, the coronavirus was first reported in Wuhan, China. By March 11th of 2020, the World Health Organization declared the outbreak a pandemic as the virus had spread by then to over 120 countries and territories with major outbreaks in China, Italy, South Korea, and Iran. Since then, governments have imposed restrictions. Professional and college sports around the globe have suspended competition. Educational institutions have canceled their programs or moved them online. Corporations have adjusted business practices. Conferences and conventions have been canceled. Churches and nonprofits have altered their programming. And economically, the world has slowed to barely a crawl. The unemployment rate in America is now reaching levels as high as the Great Depression in the 1920s. As of today, there are over 3.8 million cases of COVID-19 identified. And of those cases, over 260,000 people have died as a result of the virus. To put it simply, we are living in an unparalleled time of global crisis. As the church, we are not immune from experiencing crisis. But the reality is we see it differently because of our relationship to Jesus. We are living in rapidly changing times, but we serve an unchanging God who is always at work accomplishing His mission. For that reason, I want to give you a defining statement in this session. Both history and Scripture reveal this to be true. I'm going to put it up here on the screen. Moments of crisis are always opportunities for the church to make Jesus known and invite others into his kingdom. We're living in one of those moments of crisis, but history and scripture teach us that this moment of crisis is an opportunity for us as the church to engage in the eternal redemptive mission of God. This is our moment. One of the places in Scripture where we see this portrayed and displayed is in the sixth chapter of John's Gospel. In John's Gospel, we read, we read the story of the feeding of the 5,000. It's a miracle that's recorded in all four of the Gospels. But in John's Gospel, it's in chapter 6. And I won't take the time in this session to read it for you. You can read it on your own time. Most of you watching this, you know the story of the feeding of the 5,000. But in John chapter 6, we find Jesus. He had been teaching and ministering to the multitudes. 
He'd been teaching God's Word. He'd been healing and demonstrating acts of compassion and supernatural miracles. He'd been loving the people, and now the people were following Him by literally the thousands. They'd been listening and following His teaching all day long. It'd been a long day. And now we're at the end of the day, and people were hungry. There was a crisis. There was a shortage of food, and it was a crisis that everybody felt. The disciples were hungry. The people that were listening and following Jesus were hungry. Even Jesus himself is at this point in the day hungry. There was a crisis everybody felt, but there was an opportunity the church almost missed. You see, in the midst of the crisis, the disciples begin to look internally. They begin to look to themselves and say, man, this job is too big for us. And they begin to say, we don't have enough and we're not enough. We can't meet this crisis. But there was a plan in the heart of Jesus to work through his people in the midst of the crisis to meet the needs. Let me show you two verses out of this story in John chapter 6. Jesus said this. The scripture says this, Therefore Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? And then listen to what he said, what the scripture says. This he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. The word knew there that we see in the New Testament is a word that implies purpose in the midst of the crisis Jesus was still in control Jesus had a plan that he was going to to fulfill in the accomplishment of his purpose and the way that he was going to do that was through his people so let me give you two spiritual principles in the midst of crisis number one in moments of crisis know that our God has a plan he has a plan Many people have asked me over these days of dealing with the virus, what do you think God is doing in the midst of this pandemic? I've been on different podcasts and interviews and in conversations with people, and that's been a consistent question. What do you think God is doing? And to be totally honest, I think only time will give us a true perspective to answer that question fully. But one thing we know for sure that our God is doing. Our God is always accomplishing His eternal redemptive mission. The whole story of the Bible is, is, is God accomplishing this mission of redeeming to Himself a people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. And as you read the Bible, this story is woven throughout plagues and famines and wars, and yet in the midst of all of that, God is accomplishing His mission. Our God has a plan. Many people right now are more open to a spiritual conversation than they've ever been before. You see, the reality is when human beings have, have to face the, the brevity of life, all of us have unanswered questions. And these questions can be answered through gospel conversations. I read an article just this week out of the United Kingdom 
before the coronavirus pandemic, only about 6% of the United Kingdom attended religious services. Now that's to over 25% of the population of the United Kingdom are leaning into online religious broadcasts. They're, they're seeking to find answers to what's going on in the world. Our God has a plan in the midst of this, and He's working to accomplish His mission. Here's the second truth. In moments of crisis, know that He will accomplish His plan through His people. You see, in John chapter 6, Jesus could have spoken food into existence. He did it in the book of Genesis when He spoke everything we can see, taste, touch, feel, or smell into existence. God could have, Jesus could have caused the food that was needed to fall from the sky like He did in the book of Exodus in providing for the children of Israel. Or Jesus could have chosen to bring birds on the scene and have birds fly in like they did in 1 Kings and feeding Elijah and bringing the food. But Jesus did not choose to do it any of those ways. Jesus chose to accomplish His plan through His people. John doesn't tell us this detail, but Matthew in chapter 14 of Matthew verse 19, it says that Jesus gave the food to the disciples. He put it in their hands. And then the disciples, in turn, began to feed the people. God in His sovereignty has chosen to accomplish His mission through His church. We are the body of Christ. This is our moment. Like maybe never before in our lifetime, we have an opportunity in the communities where we are as the church, in the cities where we exist, in the nations where we are, to join in the redemptive mission of God. Do I understand everything God's doing right now in the midst of this? Absolutely not. But here's what I know for sure. Our God is at work accomplishing His mission, and He's going to do it through His people. Let me remind you of what I said at the beginning. History and Scripture have proven this statement to be true. Moments of crisis are always opportunities for the church to make Jesus known and to invite others into His kingdom. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. So right now, if you're listening to this and you recognize, man, this is our moment. This is our opportunity. Let me give you some questions that you need to be considering. First of all, you need to ask the question, what are the needs in my city? In the midst of this crisis, there are needs in your city like never before. And you have an opportunity as the church to be the hands that Jesus uses to meet those needs, to open doors for gospel conversations so that the kingdom of God can be expanded in the cities and countries where we live. When this first began in Las Vegas, that was one of the first questions that we asked here at Hope Church. What are the needs in our city? We immediately identified needs in some schools that had children that were living on the, 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 the lunches and the meals provided by the schools that because schools had been closed didn't have access to the food. And we started looking for ways to partner with those schools to be the hands and feet to take the food from schools to get it into the hands of these families that so desperately needed it. We, we began to look at the hospitals around us and the, the essential businesses around us and those that were working in those businesses and the elderly around us and say, how can we meet those needs? And here's what I love about that. It doesn't matter if your church is big or small. 
You have hospitals and schools and elderly and essential businesses all around you where you can begin to look for needs, to serve, to meet those needs, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in moments of crisis. What are the needs in your city? As this has evolved over the last eight or nine or ten weeks, the needs that we've identified have grown and the opportunities have expanded, but it started by asking the question, what are the needs in my city? Here's the second question. How has Jesus prepared your church to engage in meeting those needs? You see, God has uniquely wired your church to be you. Not to be somebody else's church, not to be the church down the street. You are uniquely the fellowship that God made you to be. And he's uniquely gifted and wired you in certain ways to meet needs in the community. So you have to ask the question, how can we engage? But let me, let me give you a caution. If you're not engaged in serving your city before a crisis, you probably won't have a seat at the table in the midst of the crisis. So look for ways to engage your city. And here's the last one. Who in my city can we partner with to meet these needs? What are the needs in my city? How has Jesus uniquely wired and gifted us as a fellowship to meet those needs? And then who can we partner with? There are churches, there are nonprofits, there are service organizations, there are businesses right now in your community that are thinking more about serving the city than maybe ever before. And it's an opportunity for us as the church. Some of them may not have been open to our involvement before COVID-19, but I promise you right now, they are open to conversations about how we can partner together to serve the community. And in doing so, we create pathways for the kingdom of God to be expanded in our cities. As I bring this to a close, I was doing some research online, and I came across an article that struck my attention in light of the topic that I was assigned today to talk about this being our moment. It's not an article from a Christian publication. It's not, even, it's not written by a pastor. It's not written to churches. It's on a website called foreignpolicy.com. It's a subsidiary of a major news outlet here in the United States. The article was published on March 13th, and here's the title of the article. Christianity has been handling epidemics for 2,000 years. And I want to read you a short excerpt from the article to bring this to a close today. Listen to what it says. During plague periods in the Roman Empire, we're going back to the 1st and 2nd century, Christians made a name for themselves. Historians have suggested that the terrible Antonin Plague of the second century, which might have killed off a quarter of the Roman Empire, led to the spread of Christianity. As Christians cared for the sick and offered a spiritual model whereby plagues were not the work of angry and capricious deities, but that plagues were the byproduct of a broken creation in revolt against a loving God. But the more famous epidemic is the plague of Cyprian, which helped set off the crisis of the third century in the Roman world, but it did something else too. It triggered the explosive growth of Christianity. Cyprian sermons told Christians not to grieve the plague victims who lived in heaven now, 
but to redouble their efforts to care for the living. His fellow bishop Dionysius described how Christians, heedless of danger, took charge of the sick, attending to their every need. Nor was it just Christians who noted this reaction of Christians to the plague. A century later, the actively pagan emperor Julian would complain bitterly of how the, quote, Galileans would care for the non-Christian sick people while church historians recounted how Christians ensured that good was done to all men, not merely to the household of faith. You know what I see in that article? What I said from the beginning? Both history and Scripture have proven this statement that I want to put up here one last time to be true. Moments of crisis are always opportunities for the church to make Jesus known and invite others into his kingdom. We see it in scripture. We've seen it play out in history. This is our moment. May history reveal that in 2020, a movement began that led to such a spread of the gospel that the eternal, redemptive mission of God was completed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray we would seize this opportunity to serve, to love, to care for, all the while being the hands and feet of Jesus so that the good news of Jesus, the kingdom of Jesus, might be expanded in cities and nations all over the world. And God, may it be said, may it be said that you so moved in this moment that the eternal redemptive mission of God was completed. Every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation ushered into the kingdom of God. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sinnetwork.com.